Hey guys, you're listening to our Orville review. I'm Toby, and I'll be joined on this journey by Steve. Hi, Toby. And each week we've been discussing our opinions on the latest episodes of the series. However, this is your bonus episode for season three. We're going to go back and we're going to look at each and every episode, rank them, and also discuss our highlights and lowlights of characters and plot development. So, Steve, I think the best place to start is episode one, Electric Sheep. The Orville's having a refit, and it's dealing with the aftermath of the Kalon War. Charlie joins the group, and Isaac commits suicide. So it's all about the crew dealing with that. I think it was a very good episode, and quite a shockingly adult episode for the Orville at the time. Yeah, excellent. Absolutely. Like I said, it sets the tone for the rest of the season. You kind of knew that you were in for a good season. So the next episode is Shadow Realms, and this is the one where the Orville explores the mysterious region of space. Much more adult than the first episode, and at the time, do you remember we thought it might be setting a new tone for the series? Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this episode. I think because of the whole tone of the episode, the way it was written, the way it was shot, it probably ranks a lot higher than it should in my top ten the most fans top 10 I would have said. I got it in the top five. So it's definitely above Electric Sheep. Yeah. There was some great scenes in that, especially where the Doctor, Claire, solves the whole situation and she confronts them. You're not sure what was going to happen. You were like, are they going to come back? Are they not coming back? This is it. It was the we'll go for now type thing. And it's like, oh, you know they're going to come back. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So we agree that that's definitely above Electric Sheep. Yes, definitely. And then the third episode is Mortality Paradox. And if you remember rightly, this is the one where they discover signs of a modern civilization on a planet that is supposedly uninhabited. This is the one that's been revisited where Kelly was glorified as a god type figure. Yes. Yes. Now, I remember thinking that I wasn't too happy with this episode. I thought to myself, maybe I judged it too harshly at the time because I thought it was too long too obvious where it was going all that kind of stuff yeah so i did rewatch it and i agree with my initial opinion with this episode what really stood out for me was actually the closing scenes where they're all sat there discussing it the whole immortality thing that last scene is just written perfectly and it sums it all up okay maybe they didn't need to spend that long getting there but i still felt that that was really well written and perhaps the best way to do it i can't think of any better way to make your point about immortality when the orville comes to these moral ethical dilemmas every time they do it it is well written and well realized i've never disagreed with anything that they have put forward but in this case, I felt like the episode was way too long and too predictable. Straight away, when um, Tally came out of the water and she said, oh, yeah, I have my... I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> You're lying. <laughs> it was fun to see, like, Gordon get beaten up and all that kind of stuff. But it was just going through the motions. You knew something wasn't right. They were quick to dismiss it as a hollow deck, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I can't place this above Electric Sheep. It has to go below Electric Sheep, in my opinion. Where would you put it? Well, I had put it above Electric Sheep. Right. But do you know what? After listening to what you have just said, yeah, I think I could agree. I think I could agree with you. Perhaps Electric Sheep is better. And the next episode is episode four, which is Gently Falling Rain. I love this episode. Absolutely. Right from the start, right to the end. Absolutely brilliant. I didn't see 
the daughter come in. I was just like, whoa. And I actually said that out loud. I was like, oh my God. Do you know what I mean? I couldn't believe it. Very days of our lives. <laughs> I didn't see it come in in any way, shape or form. Because I thought if no. they were going to do a child thing, maybe it would be in the future. You'd see maybe a future episode with Kelly and him with a child. And she'd be like, you know, the, the broken down soccer mum that's really struggling to hold it together. And he'd be like, don't do it. Convince them not to have a child. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So the way they did it was actually quite interesting because it sets up this whole thing where he now has a child that's stuck on the Krill planet, which is essentially the enemy. It's not a nice place for his child to be, from his point of view. And I think that's quite harsh. You didn't get that with Picard. You didn't get that with Janeway or Kirk. Kirk did find out he had had a son, and then the son was killed brutally for no reason at all, but we will get into that. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll leave Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, but that kind of darkness was never overshadowing those characters. Yes. I just think, like, the whole episode, right from the start to right to the end, is brilliant. Even, like, when they're walking through the Krill capital city, it all looks brilliant. They bought it alive, didn't they? They did. They did. And it looked amazing. I love the way they did the whole story. Absolutely brilliant. I also love the character who plays Talea. I think she does a wonderful job. Yeah, she does. Yeah. So where are we going to place this? Definitely above Electric Sheep. Do you think it's better or worse than Shadow Realms? It's one of those ones I went back and watched again. It's better. There's no doubt about it. It needs to be, at the moment, right at the top. Mm, I do agree. Everything about it, even the pole dancers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was say, was it the pole dancers <laughs> that pushed you? <laughs> Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Loved it. Someone somewhere thought about doing that, putting them in there. That meant that there was time spent on makeup, costume. Just so they could dance around a pole. Just <laughs> so you're right. It definitely really should be up there because it was a lot of attention yeah, to detail. It was. And it was a very top-notch episode. So then we head into the halfway point of the season, which is episode five, A Tale of Two Topers. And I'm sure you remember this one. This is where Kelly has to deal with Chopa, who says, I want to be a girl. This is the um, episode that opens with the temple, right? With um, Isaac unlocking the one of the traps in the temple, is that correct? Yes. And you think it's going to be this Egyptian archaeological kind of episode, don't you? Indiana Jones type episode. Yeah, you kind of set yourself up for that right at the start. And you're like, no, it's not that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't think of another franchise that have tackled this subject and absolutely nailed it. Absolutely. It's so thoughtfully done. Yeah. It doesn't shove it in your face. So tactfully done that you appreciate those writers that did not go over that line, that did not destroy something else to make their point. So you have to put it high up the list. I don't think it's better than Gently Falling Rain. No. But does it beat Shadow Realms or does it go below Shadow Realms? Oh, I don't know. I think my preference would be Gently Falling Rain, then the Shadow Realms, then A Tale of Two Topers. I would agree with that purely because I'm more of a fan of those horror type stories. And, the, you know, the Krill story does a very good immersive world. Yeah. A bit harsh on the writing aspect of A Tale of Two Topers if we don't put it between the two. Yeah, I agree. Then we head into Twice in a Lifetime. Do you know, everybody loves this episode but me. 
to be honest with you, there is nothing wrong with it. It's well written. It's excellent. I just didn't like the ending. No, I agree. It was far too casual, but maybe that's just his character. Just felt a little bit let down by the end of it. I just wanted him to be a bit more sorry it was gone, maybe. Like I said, this is another one of those I watched again. And there are some very funny moments in it. There really are some hilarious moments. It's good. And it's nice to see Gordon take centre stage. But also not in a comedic capacity. You know, he stands up at one point to defend his family. What I don't like about the episode, agree with what I said last time, is why did Ed and Kelly then say, oh, don't worry, we're going to go back in time and take you from before you ever got here, so this never happened. Why put him through that stress? Why not just go, do you know what? Okay, bye. Have fun. Enjoy your life. We'll leave you here. Yeah, we agree. Just have a nice life, okay? Stay safe. Goodbye. It would have just made it a lot less dramatic, I know, so you wouldn't have had that confrontation. But I think that would have been the sensible thing to do. And then walk away, and Kelly would have been like, you can't do that. And he'll just go, no, we'll just go back and get him from before. Yeah, It's fine. Don't worry about it. And I don't get why they told Gordon. Why would you tell him that he had a family? Yeah. I would have classified that just for mental reasons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because you don't know how he's going to respond. I thought his response was far too casual. But as I pointed out earlier, but that's right. They probably shouldn't have even told him. They told him he had a child. And I'm presuming they told him the whole story, which would be that you, he had a child with his dream girl from a holiday program from a few episodes ago. I don't believe he'd be so blasé, like you said. It really threw me that that was his reaction. Mm. They're not even a twinge of sadness. You know, I suppose now we discuss where we're going to put this. This is it. Where do we put it? Let's start with electric sheep. Do we say it's better or worse than electric sheep? I think electric sheep might be a little bit better. Yep. I just didn't like this episode like everybody else liked it. For me, it's at the bottom, I think. So we're going to put it at the bottom. That's fair enough. And then we head on to episode seven from Unknown Graves. And this is the one where we learn about the Kalon past. I really like this episode because it gave you the perspective from everyone. Can you think of anything that was a down on the episode? Because I can't at all. To me, the good standout moment, and it's one of the standout moments from the entire series, is when we learn that he can have emotions. They figure out the way through the neuro net or whatever it was called. And they do it, they activate it, and goes to the holodeck, puts on his human form for Claire. They have a dance. He declares his love. You know, all of that happens for the brief moments, and then it's taken away because it fails. It is. There's everything in it. You go from joyous feeling to that, oh, my God. And it takes you there in seconds. He could make it permanent. But then he'd forget who he was and be rebooted. But he was happy to do that. But it was Claire that said no. And Claire is the one that's been wanting him to have these emotions for so long, but would rather have him without than lose him altogether. So without a doubt, it has to go above Electric Sheep. Shadow Realms is the next one. Do we put it above that? Yeah, I kind of would. Yeah. What about Tell Two Topers? That's the next one. Yeah, I would put it above Tell Two Topers too. And then our current top ranking is Gently Falling Rain. Do you think it goes above that? No, I can't put it above Gently Falling Rain. What do you think? With um, Gently Falling Rain, that's the big shout-out moment, is not reveal. But overall, the whole episode is so well done that even though there's a few moments in it that are quite great, they all kind of blend together to form a lovely, cohesive episode that is just overall great. Yep. Whereas I think with From Unknown Graves, there's a few moments where it kind of lags. It does, because the Genesee are the distraction 
they're there for the comical side of things and you just want your Janice scenes to go quickly in that episode. <laughs> He's like, move on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then the next episode is episode eight, which is Midnight Blue. And this is the one where we go back to um, Havina's Sanctuary World. And we all know what she's up to. Yeah, yeah. But it's a good episode. <laughs> like I said, we've discussed in the episode review itself. But it's just a little bit like, why give her the necklace? Purely because it indicates to us that she's been kidnapped. It was a bit convoluted. It was a bit obvious that she wanted her as a mole. Again, it was just very plug and play to get to where they needed to. Outside of that, it's a rampant episode all the way through. And I love the ending where Walter finds Topa. He's given that guard what for, isn't he? Yeah, that's a really good scene. You've got Dolly Parton, who is instrumental in making sure that Havina confesses. If it wasn't for Dolly, yeah. do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> We'd be in trouble, wouldn't we? <laughs> you could argue that because Havina goes to confess, which in itself causes the Mocklands to be ejected from the Union. Dolly's responsible for that. Yeah. <laughs> Little does she know what she's done. <laughs> so I think when we rank this, we have to be very wary that not only is this got Dolly Parton in it, so it's got to get a few points for that, but also it is the episode where the Union stands up against the Mocklands and their ridiculous ways. They've been bending over backwards and bending over backwards, and now is the time to say no. And it was Gordon that said that. They are rejected from the Union. There is no argument. There is no back and forth in debates and ethics, which we have quite often in this show, which are good. It is just outright gone. It's done. It doesn't matter what the consequences are. We will not have this on our doorstep. You cannot be part of this Union if you're doing that. Loved it. Yeah, I agree. And it was about, like Gordon said, it was about time. So let's start with Electric Sheep. I've got to put it above that, without a doubt. Yeah. Uh, Shadow Realms? I don't think so. No. No. I agree. Is he? No. I think it's just right in there, like that, just there. Yeah. Then we get the penultimate episode, episode nine, Domino. And I'm sure we all remember this episode. This is the one where they create the powerful weapon on the Orville. That's right. And they have to get the Kalon involved because it gets stolen by the Krill. Naughty Ted Danson dies. You know, it's a big, big episode. It's my favourite of all of the episodes. This really should have been the last episode of the season. I know it couldn't be because they didn't write it like that. But this episode was excellent. I think it's better than Gently Falling Rain. Yeah, I totally agree. And I've written it above that already before discussing it because I know where I'm putting it. <laughs> <laughs> this is one I rewatched just to make sure I wasn't being too lovey-lovey over the whole thing. And I think it was better on the rewatch. And it made the Charlie character phenomenal there's so much going on in this episode it deals with the crew lovely charlie sacrifices herself so it begins the journey of the kalons to join the m the empire the union <laughs> <laughs> empire. <laughs> careful careful <laughs> um so you've got so many things being set up whilst so many things are being concluded that that is the perfect finale. It is for me. The only thing that wasn't closed was, for example, the marriage between Claire and Isaac, which comes up in a minute. Yeah. And the daughter. At the end of it, I was like, this is all set up now 
for the invasion of Krill or whatever it is that happens to take to get Ed to go and get his daughter back. This last episode is going to be mind-blowing. Let's count the days down to watching Future Unknown. So, yeah, it kind of set me up for a little bit of disappointment in that in that way. I think that's because when we were going through these reviews, which we've never done before, really, except for Strange New World, we've been discussing what we expect and what's coming up. So we kind of get excited in where we think the show should go. So when they serve up episode 10, Future Unknown, which is the marriage between Isaac and Claire, which is lovely, don't get me wrong, it's a good episode. It just shouldn't be there. I agree. <laughs> Did we just agree that Domino would go straight to the top, number one? Oh, yeah, yeah, we discussed that. Yeah, that's, that's at number one, without a doubt. Okay. But I just think this Future Unknown business, if it was just off camera and dealt with in two sentences or so, I'd have been, well, he has his happy ending. Yes, yeah. So it doesn't matter what this episode's about. Yes, at least you know. When when it ties it all up, you can say, oh, wow, I know why they've done the wedding. We know why they've done that, because potentially this is the final episode ever. Yeah. And it was quite a funny episode. He invites the Kalon primary, and the entire Kalon fleet turns up. And she's like, there's not enough room. I mean... <laughs> It's brilliant. Exactly. And it was nice to see characters from the past to turn up to the wedding and all this kind of stuff. There was no problem with that at all. I was just disappointed we didn't get the resolution with the daughter. That's it. Yeah, I'm the same. I think Future Unknown was just filler. It just felt like filler all the way through. So where are we going to put this? It's right at the bottom of the list for me. It doesn't be anything. It's just a lovely filler episode. That's it. You're happy with that being the lowest one then, yeah? Yes. So just to confirm, our ranking in reverse order is the lowest episode is Future Unknown. And in ninth place, we have Twice in a Lifetime. In eighth place, we have Mortality Paradox. And in seventh place, we have Electric Sheep. In sixth, Midnight Blue. Fifth is Shadow Realms. Fourth is A Tale of Two Topers. Third is From Unknown Graves. Second is Gently Falling Rain. And our best episode of the series is Domino. That sounds perfect, mate. Yep, I'm, I agree. I'm with you on that. That sounds good. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast. We've loved bringing it to you. We've loved it so much that we can take a break from this podcast. But in a few weeks' time, we're going to come back with a review of Seasons 1 and 2. If you like the show, please like and subscribe to the podcast. And we look forward to seeing you then.